Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Welcome Radio. to Camp Radio, Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Peerage, and I'll be your host. Uh, we continue our series on leadership, and we have uh, had the privilege to have uh, William Burton with us from the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. He is the new church team leader in an ethnic church planning and evangelism specialist at the, at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. And he's been with us uh, the last couple of times. Bill share his experience uh, in the uh, 25 years of pastoral work and missionary work in the field of uh, Venezuela, as in, as well as uh, the 35 years overall ministry experience he has under his belt. Uh, William, thank you for just continuing to share with us about this uh, this incredible topic about leadership in a church. Thanks, Kevin. Good to be with you today. So let's start off with just uh, our, our topic in just identifying the leader. You know, I think as a, as a pastor or if you're, um, you're leading an organization, even if it's a Sunday school class, there are people in within the group that you're leading that possess uh, some leadership ability. And I would even say that most everyone has some sort of leadership ability at different levels, obviously, sure. but everyone has some a bit of leadership capability. And it, our job as leaders is to polish that, to mm-hmm. discover that, to uh, help people to discover it themselves, and then empower them to exercise that that leadership ability that they may have. Do you not feel that, uh, even though it might not be a leadership role per se, that, uh, you know, when that God has empowered us with our spiritual gifts that, uh, you know, that's a specialized thing. Even though we might not be leading a person, there's a certain element of leadership there. Well, absolutely. Um, for the last four or five weeks, I'm a volunteer pastor, mm-hmm. um, not just with my work with Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, but I'm I'm a volunteer pastor of a bilingual church plant over in, in Franklin, Tennessee. And I've been doing a sermon series on Made for the Mission. And the very first sermon was the fact that each one of us are called. Mm-hmm. Every one of us are called and were sent. You know, uh, when when Jesus called Matthew, Matthew was sitting at a at the desk at the counter where he collected taxes. Hmm. He was sitting there, and Jesus said, "Get up and follow me." You know, at that point, I I'm not sure if Matthew was saved at that point, but he became a follower of Jesus, right. and that's I, I imagine that would have been his conversion experience. Right. But so yes, uh, there is a Every one of us have a, has a certain level, certain amount of leadership. I, at the house the other day, we had a group of people over. It's a, our church is young. You know, I'm the old person there. And I'm, I'm not old, Kevin. Now, you may be, but I'm not. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of kids. The house was full of kids. We had about 25 people there, and I think there were seven or eight kids, and most of them preschoolers. But I watched one of them. One of them, I think uh, this little girl, she was uh, six. She was the leader. The uh, the other kids, and there were some that were her that were her age, 
But she was the leader of that group. And what mm. she was doing, the rest of the kids were following her. Yeah. If she sat down to, to watch a video, they were sitting down. If they if she was running around the house, they were all running around the house right. with her. Uh, so uh, all of us, even young young children, mm. you can identify even kids that have leadership ability. I, I go back to the scripture when uh, the nation of Israel was looking for their, their God-anointed king, their second king. The, the prophet Samuel goes to Jesse and says, uh, I, you know, the next king is one of your sons. And uh, Jesse brought seven of, uh, seven of his children, mm-hmm. the Bible says, indicating that there were more. But these were the seven that Jesse thought they had the look they had the the physical stature. They had the intelligence. They had, in his opinion, in the world's opinion, had everything that a leader needed. The next king of Israel needed, and and when the prophet Samuel looked at each one, he said, ah, "This one's not the one. That's not the one." And finally, he said, and he looked at Jesse, "Don't you have any more boys?" And Jesse said, "Well, yeah, we've got the youngest one. He's uh, out, you know, watching over the sheep, but." I'm sure in the back of Jesse's mind, he said, surely this is not David. He's mm-hmm. not the one. And they said, go get your brother. And da- David walks in. And the moment he walks in, the spirit of God spoke to Samuel and said, this is the one. Right. This is the one. Obviously, David was younger. Mm-hmm. David didn't have the qualities that uh, his other brothers had. Sure. But he had some. He had the qualities that God wanted right. in the king. Yeah. And if you're working with people, especially in your congregation, people who uh, you know may be volunteering, or you, you can even identify people going to the golf tournament or just hanging out with them as a pastor uh, or doing a fellowship. I mean, over the years, you know, I, I can tell by just looking at certain people uh, as you begin to talk to them and stuff, even though they may be very young, many times very inexperienced, there is a certain element of leadership that you can see within in them. And they almost uh, uh, have this element of respect uh, that just kind of oozes from them, uh, you know. And those are the, and of course right now we're kind of talking about those people who we, that just can't stand out. You have some of those, but then you have a lot who who don't stand up? You know, one of the things that we do here uh, is uh, our we have a challenge course, and basically, a lot of people don't understand how it works. It's not an obstacle course, but it's a, it's a place we take youth groups, uh, adult groups, and, and marriage retreats, and we have these little elements, these little tasks, and we'll have them do something together as a team. The interesting thing about this is that while you're working them through this, you know they'll they'll uh, break a rule or something, and we'll give them a penalty. Sometimes it means that we'll take everybody's voice away from them, or we only allow one person to speak. Well, what happens is is that you have that one person who is very quiet that is following the leader, that's the natural leader. Suddenly, they've been put into a leadership role here by just leading this group to try to accomplish their goal, and they rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Well, what was David doing when um, Samuel was looking at Jesse's boys? Mm-hmm. He was serving. He was watching sheep. Well, when Goliath came on the scene mm-hmm. and the children, the army of Israel was in faced with the Philistine, this army of giants, what was David doing? He was running errands for his daddy. Mm-hmm. He was taking bread to his brothers. 
He was doing things that uh, most people wouldn't think that were important, but he was serving. You know, what was he doing when he was watching those sheep? He was spending time with the Lord. He was writing Psalms. Right. Um, so God was God was preparing him. So the the first thing would I guess the first characteristic you would want to look for in identifying a leader would be someone that is a servant. A few years ago. It's been about three years ago, we were doing a conference for the Arabic language church, uh, Arabic Baptist church over in Murfreesboro. We we did the conference and after the conference, they were going to have some refreshments and some things like that. And I, I watched, I was cleaning up my, my things and getting ready to go back there. And there was one person that stayed behind and I watched this as an older person mm-hmm. and he got the vacuum cleaner out. He started vacuuming and uh, he was picking up and putting things in their place. And I, I thought he must... Is what I thought. He must be the custodian. And then I asked, I said, who is this person? This person is a retired PhD professor from MTSU. And I'm thinking, that guy, man, what a leader. Yeah. There was not an assuming air about him at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't he didn't wear a, a you know a PhD tag on his shirt. Right. He he didn't ask any question in the in the meeting. After it was over with, when nobody was looking, he was vacuuming. I mean, wow, what a leader. A a leader's a servant, you know, and that's, and, and, and then that would bring me, I guess, to the, to the next idea here, as we identify leaders, as you're looking for leaders in your church, find those leaders who are natural servants. Then the second thing is they take, they take initiative. Mm -hmm. No one told this guy to get the vacuum cleaner out. He just did it. Mm Uh, you know, David, when the Goliath was insulting the people of God, the army of God, he took the initiative and he said, what are we going to do about this? Mm-hmm. Are you going to let this stand by? And when he was watching, he saw the entire army of Israel not responding other than trembling in their boots. Mm-hmm. He said, I'll take on this Philistine. He took the initiative. Now, right. did he know, was he, an, was he a, a soldier? Was he a warrior? No. He, but he was a, a lion killer. <laughs> he he uh, he was a bear wrestler, and that made him become a giant slayer. Right. So you know, he, but he took the initiative. He took the initiative to do something about it. Yeah. And so you want to look for guys and ladies in in your leadership team or in your church or whatever organization you're leading that are servants and that take the initiative. You know, as a church planter. Again, I'd mentioned I'm a volunteer pastor of a church uh, over in Franklin, Tennessee, and I've just got some incredible, incredible people around me. And there's one of the guys that, um, his name is Alfonso, and man, he's just one of my best friends. I love him and and his family. They're amazing people. And he um, he's he's quiet. You know, I'm one of these guys, I'm going to talk until I think of something to say. <laughs> and And he's one of these guys that thinks before he speaks. Right. And when he speaks, we all stop and we listen to what he has to say because we know that he has our respect. He's a servant leader. You know, Saturday he was over, I dropped by the church. I'd come in from a, from a meeting and dropped by to pick up something. And, and he was over there changing the lock on the door. Nobody Mm -hmm. told him to do it. Mm -hmm. He saw that it needed to be done and he did it. He didn't wait on the pastor to tell him. He didn't wait on the chairman of the building and grounds committee to tell him. He just took the initiative to do it. He's a leader. Yeah. He was doing that before. So, you know, servant, 
take the initiative. And then I think the, the third quality, and this is not obviously not an exhaustive thing, but there's a trustworthiness that a leader needs to have as you identify that leader. Mm-hmm. Now, we know David's story. You know, we know it, his, it was uh, littered with sin, but it was, it was also, there was a picture of repentance and grace there as well. David, again, as I mentioned, he, when he was watching over the sheep, he was spending time with the Lord. He wrote those Psalms. He knew he was going to be the king and Saul was after him. He had the opportunity. He had the opportunity to eliminate Saul and become the king, but he didn't mm. he, because, because he was trustworthy. In today's world, we we, de- we are in desperate crises for leadership that is trustworthy, that has some morals and principles and values that guide our decisions and guide our hearts. And obviously, that must be the Word of God. I think the, the temptation as a pastor, as we look for leaders... Mm-hmm. We're looking for that person that that's again like Jesse's boys, the you know the winsome personality, perhaps the right. the one that everybody likes, uh, the, the you know the the, the good looking all star all star quarterback kind of person, the miss the homecoming queen type lady, right. and we overlook we just look at the surface and we don't get very deep, mm-hmm. and a lot of leadership is about a mile wide and an inch deep. Yeah. We need some still water. Still waters run deep. So that trustworthiness, that person needs to have a obviously a, a walk with the Lord, the Word of God being the what guides their lives. I would warn all of, and I fell into the trap of choosing leaders based on you know their abilities, on uh, their their personality, on how much money maybe they give to the mm-hmm. church. You know that's a, unfortunately we have leadership in our churches yeah. that have gotten there because of their giving or their family or, you know, the influences that they have. We need to avoid those. So the trustworthiness Mm -hmm. in in leadership, uh, that they're trustworthy in the relationship with the Lord, trustworthy with their relationship with their family, Mm -hmm. uh, that they love the church, Mm -hmm. that they love the church and they're, and they're going to love their pastor. And that doesn't mean you're all, you're just a, that they're going to be a yes person, but they love the word of God enough. If I'm what, listen, I need some guys around me that said, pastor, Preacher, I, we're not real sure that's the direction we need to go in. I'll, I'll just give you a good example just from recently, back in June, you know, with the COVID, uh, we'd, we'd canceled our in-building, in-person services, had gone online, and then we'd started drive-in church. And uh, around June, we were getting ready. I, I mean, I had already decided the first Sunday in June, we're going back into the building and, you know, we'll have some social distancing and things like that. We're going back into the building. Hmm. And I met with our leadership team, and, and Alfonso, the guy I mentioned, was one of those. And he said, why would we do that? And I said, well, don't you want to go back? Well, yes, but we've got more people coming in the cars right now than we could get into the building. Why would we tell the people that are coming not to come? And I said, well, you know, thank you. Thank you for telling me that. Mm-hmm. He was genuinely, he was exhibiting leadership, and he was going against what I wanted to do. Right. I needed him to bring me back into place. Mm. We need that. I'm yeah. telling you, if you'll have some trustworthy leaders around you, as they're going to protect you, they're going to guard you, they're going to help you to avoid making mistakes that could be costly and uh, maybe not be costly, but mistakes that uh, you don't want to make, obviously. Right. So we're grateful for, for that. So as you identify a leader that you want on your team, that you want as you cast your vision and everything, you want that leader to be a servant. You know, someone that's 
serving already. If he's not serving already, he's not going to serve when he's a leader. Someone's going to take the initiative. He sees something needs to be done and doesn't wait for somebody to tell him to do it. And then obviously someone that's trustworthy that you can have confidence in that they're walking with the Lord. I I need people like that in my life. Right. William, thank you for uh, sharing with that. Uh, uh, You know, this has been a great uh, series on leadership. I hope we can continue even more with these, but especially this one, just uh, identifying those leaders within our church and our congregation who can help us to uh, just follow God's direction as we lead the church Amen. as church leaders. Amen. Uh, also, thank you for our listeners to our podcast today. If you would like to listen to other podcasts that the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board is uh, producing, uh, there is a Reaching Tour Radio. Uh, that's a great app to to be able to listen to or podcast. It's dealing with evangelism. I hope you'll tune into that and get some pointers on uh, uh, how to to evangelize uh, our country, especially our state of our Tennessee, since we have uh, so many millions of Tennesseans that are lost and need to come to know Christ. Uh, Also, if you're listening to us on uh, iTunes or Google Play, please leave a comment or subscribe. That always helps our our rating and helps us to be able to reach more people with this great resource. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions for William or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.